we are live. Well, <laughs> that shit go you got plans this weekend? Um, this weekend, this weekend is my niece's birthday. Oh, you do got plans? Yeah, this weekend is my niece's Family. birthday. Um, and you know, on my mother's side, my niece is like, she's the only baby, so she's everybody's baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me. So, uh, so you know, we gonna we gonna it be an extravaganza. Then, then how old is she turning? She'll be eight this year. So she's at that age where if one of y'all messed around and had a child, and she's no longer the baby, she might be a little jealous and resentful. Nigga, I like honestly, it's it's that <laughs> age where it's that age where think about it. She's been she's been everybody's baby. Eight years running. And that's a hard thing to come by. Like, every Christmas is about her. Like, people fight over, okay, well, when are we going to get her so that we can, you know, open get? Because the whole thing, she comes with... Yeah, you just want to see her reaction. All eyes on her. Every year, it's recorded of her reactions of going through gifts. I mean, since she was like (laughs) three, four years old. So she's everybody's baby. Y'all got to keep it that way. It's going to be especially tough for her if one of y'all have a a little boy. So it's not only a new baby, it's a boy. It's a different sex. And for some reason, people are just weird about that. I wouldn't say weird. It's just, it it is what it is. It's usually like that with families. Like once they, whatever sex you had or whatever gender you have first, the moment a different gender comes along, they receive a little bit more attention than the first. I can see that. So now that... It's been announced we're having a boy. I can only imagine how the family's going to react to him. Like, Miani, who? <laughs> Frank, come get them yeah, girls. Yeah, see, like, you didn't even say Faye. You just said <laughs> Miani, who? So, <laughs> Faye got the raw deal. No, 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 no. I he, said I said Miani first because Miani's the oldest. And, you know... Oh, okay. You know, people, you know, you start to expire after a while. You know, you start pushing things back. Like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> But I think with Faye's personality, she's not gonna have like the the middle child syndrome, where it's like, damn, I don't get attention because I'm not the oldest, and I don't get attention because I'm the youngest. Faye does her own thing. She is very much to herself, right? And not to herself in a bad way where she's standoffish. She just does whatever the hell she wants. She doesn't fight, and if she wants your attention, she she literally takes it. Like if she. Wants me to pick her up, she comes in, and if I'm on the couch and she, and I'm low enough for her to grab my collar, she grabs my collar and pulls herself up. She doesn't come and gently tug on my leg or nothing. Like she, you know, when she wants you to hold her, I hear you. I hear you. See, so you know, she she got that when you you gonna pay attention to me. But yes, what happens? She has that. What happens when I can't pay attention to you? What happens when? I gotta pay attention to, to to dominate. Well, I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start calling him. <laughs> I'm just gonna start calling, <laughs> even if that's his middle name. <laughs> right. Call a nigga uh, Nico. Damn, I already called him a nigga. Damn, <laughs> he ain't having a good go. <laughs> My bad. Uh, um. No. Uh. That's one thing. Even when when we had Faye and Miani got like that, and she was like, like even now. Um, sometimes when I put Faye to bed, I get in a rocking chair and I ain't gonna lie, it's kind of relaxing for me too. 
I'll rock in a rocking chair with her in my in my left arm. And if Miani catches that, she'll want to crawl in my arm too. And Miani is not as small as Faye anymore. But I make room for her. You know what I mean? Frank. Frank. So I just want to let you know. Yo. You got two arms. You about to have three kids. But I'm gonna have a boy. You know how much my wife is gonna baby him? He ain't gonna be worried about me too much. So here's the thing about middle children. Not that I've ever been one. I'm on the oldest. I'm the oldest on both sides. But here's the thing about middle children. At some point, daddy's going to have attention here. Mommy's going to have attention here. Somebody got to give me attention, too. The way I see it, Faye and Miani are going to stay up under me. The baby boy, he's probably going to be up under his mother. Well, I wouldn't even say be up under his mother. His mother's not going to let him go. Okay. Okay. I, I I mean I ain't trying to I ain't trying to But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I ain't trying to Stephanie Tanner, you know, Faye. I'm just I'm just saying, like, you know, there was DJing and there yeah, was you are. that's exactly what you do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> there's that in-between kid. I'm not trying to instigate. I really I really I I want you to think the like the man who instigates every chance he gets is not trying to instigate right now. I very I very I very what's the word I want to say? I very rarely... You better not be seldom. No. Who seldom? There it is. I very seldom instigate when it comes to your kids. You, you instigate when it comes to my wife. Right. <laughs> Just for clarity. But if you ever notice, even when I clear, use your kids... Clear distinction, right? Yeah, clear distinction. But even when I use your kids, it's about instigating because of your wife. You know what? You're absolutely right. Okay, so everything you do is calculated. So you know damn well what you're doing. Most times. But, you know, it's it's for the <laughs> listeners. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't call her Marie because, you know, the listeners expect me not to call her that anymore. Yeah, the listeners even refer to her as Frank's wife. Even when I put her in put her in the in the details of the thing, I'd be like, oh, featuring Frank's wife. Like, Frank's wife was there. <laughs> she don't take offense to that. She's cool with it. No, she loves it. She, she's cool. Yeah. She's cool. I, when I hugged her, I was like, you know, tonight, I'm not going to call you Frank's wife. It's your day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to give you your... This your day. I'm going to give you your love. <laughs> you got to... You know, you got... I respect. Ain't nothing but respect. Absolutely. But let's hop in, man. Ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, welcome to another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, the podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table, and we chop it up. I'm your co-host, Marvin, Young Saint. Mr. Flexo and Alexo, still, I know. That man beyond, Charles Flexavia, and the man to the right of me can only be. The same dude from last week and the week before. Quite frankly, I'm half Samurai Pro, half F&D, so talk nice when you see me. I stay wildin'. I don't resort to violence. I'm on resorts and islands. Check the gram, fam, in case you thought I was lying. To be frank, I can only be who I say I be. The F and F&D, one half of this POD. Who else but me? It's Frank. Let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. Hey, man, I had a listener say when we had when we did the short intro, he was like, man, I, I like that better. I just prefer a shorter intro. I don't really fuck with the long intro like that. Is that Chris? It sounds like you was mocking Chris. No, 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 no. I sound like I was mocking Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no. A little bit. Because you, you made your voice a little deeper. You know, Chris got damn near the deepest voice we know. He does have a deep voice, but nah, I was definitely not. I was definitely not not mocking him. I 
the person who said it, I, I won't say his name. He's listening, I'm sure, whenever he gets to this episode. But, um, yeah, they say, you know, some people say they don't like the long intro, man. I guess I'm okay with it. We could shorten it. No, nah, fuck that. I was I was telling you what it okay. said. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you said to acknowledge it. Like, hey, I hear you. I hear you. Well, fuck your opinion. Not fuck your opinion, but get your own podcast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can make it sure all you want. <laughs> That's my dog, though. That's my brother. But um, nah, man, how's your week been, man? My week's been good. Uh, it better have been. It better have been coming <laughs> off of coming off of the weekend. Yes. Come on now, come on now. Yeah, man, the week's been good. Um. Out the dog house or the house, the whole vibe in the house feel different. No passive aggressive attitudes. Happy smiles. Amen. Um, no, but she really has been really happy though. Like she, she's uh, a, <clears throat> she was looking at the videos because people sent her different. You know, everybody got their own angle. Yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. kind of cool about today's world. Whenever you have an event and people are recording or taking pictures, you get so many different angles from that moment so so she's been seeing her moment and from so many different perspectives and you could see how she's been glowing looking at it it's been dope she's been busy too because uh she's put her shit up on i don't want to say shit but she put up her pictures and her videos up on on facebook and instagram and everybody is saying you know congratulations happy birthday blah 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 and she takes it upon herself to respond back to every single comment saying thank you and in my head i'm like couldn't be me. <laughs> I, I, I get a I general ass, a general ass. Hey, thank yeah. everybody for the love. <laughs> that's that's how I do it. I post them on Facebook. I wait three days when them comments slow down. <laughs> the obligatory three and days. And then everybody get <laughs> everybody get that one notification from it. Hey man, I appreciate all the love. Thank all of you. You know, good night. That's it. I'm not finna. I make like if if it ain't too many people. Each person to get, get an like. individual like or a heart, but <laughs> but let like sixty people say something. Nah, ain't nobody getting shit. Now y'all getting a message in three days. That's just how it worked for me. But nah, she went in and responded back to everybody personally, and I was like, well, shit, good for you. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, it was cool. Um, I haven't told you this uh because you know we just been wrapped up another shit. But I, I started therapy. Um, Ooh, let's go, bro. Hey, I'm going to salute <laughs> this my week dog was, on that. <laughs> yeah, this week was my third session. I didn't do a session last week because my sessions are on Thursday. And um, last week, Thursday, I was kind of tied up with some other stuff, so I didn't meet with them. But what we don't meet in person is virtual. Okay. You know, we, it's a, like a conference call, FaceTime call or whatever. And uh, it's been cool, man. Um, this is my third session. I didn't cry in the session, so I think that's a good thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, f- the first two sessions, um, which is crazy, because uh, in the first session, it was I didn't know what to expect. It was like, all right, so what do I tell you? Like, how does this shit work? And uh, <clears throat> it was like, uh, we got the pleasantries out the way. And then he asked, you know, what brings you here? And um, that's usually the first. Basically, question. told them like, huh? <laughs> the what brings you here is what. That's usually the first question. 
Yeah, so I'm like, man, I don't know. I just I felt this was something I needed to do. I don't I can't tell you 100% why I'm talking to you. I just felt like a lot of shit bothers me and I bottle up a lot of shit. I wasn't saying shit. I wasn't cursing when I was talking to him. But I was like, I just bottle up a lot of things and I don't know. I'm I'm I I think this is the right thing for me to do. Okay. He was like, okay. And then he started asking some other questions and it got to me telling him about some experiences from my childhood. And for some reason, this is something that I've told a lot of people that's close to me. I haven't spoken about it on this podcast, but people who are close to me, they know this happened. And uh, I told them about it and I was cool. But then he asked me something that nobody's ever asked me. And for some reason, that question fucked me up. And all he said was, so how did that make you feel? And dog, I couldn't talk after that. Just, it was like fucking waterworks. And I was like, dude, why the fuck can I talk now? You know what I mean? Like, I realized, like, I was still hurting behind the shit, but yeah. I didn't know it because I talked about it and I, and I thought I was okay. So that was the first session. The second session, I'm thinking we're going to move past the shit. <laughs> so we <laughs> no, we got we to assess and, and understand why you couldn't talk about it. Why you couldn't get, why when he asked you that particular question, you couldn't answer it. Right. So again, the pleasantries, hey, how's everything going? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, like a pit bull with a bone. He's like, so yeah, the last session, you know, we spoke about this and it brought up some emotion. Did you think about it? Like, what did you think? And then again, I couldn't talk eyes heavy. It's like, fuck, I don't, I can't tell you why it's fucking with me. I just know it's fucking with me. Right. So this this session, which was yesterday, in my head, I'm like, I hope this nigga don't bring this shit up again. <laughs> nigga trying try to have a cool, like, can we have a cool session? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I had a good week. I'm not trying to cry this week. Like, I'm okay. So it came up, and I spoke about it. I didn't cry, and I was like, that's cool. And then I brought up some other shit. And then while I brought up some other shit, I was talking. Um, he was like, hey, there's a reoccurring theme here. And he's like, you seem to be really concerned with how you're perceived and how the outside world sees you. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I think you're right. And then we started talking about more stuff surrounding that and how I came to that. So it's been interesting. I'm learning a lot about myself that I didn't think I would learn so early on. Like when other people talk about therapy, they say, yeah, I've been going to therapy for years. And then, you know, they could say some of the progress that they made. And it's like, okay, cool. So what I was assuming was, you know, the first few sessions would be kind of like icebreakers or whatever. Let's get to know each other. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't expect to find out things about myself and and find out things that I'm still hurting about so early on. That's... So what about you, fam? How, how, no, how no, 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 no. We're not going to move off that. We're not going to move off that just yet. We're not going to move <laughs> off that just yet. <laughs> Hold on. Um, uh, as, as someone who, I'm not going to say I'm well-versed in therapy because I'm de- I'm not going to say, I, I'm I'm no, no, like, I don't got years and years into the situation, but I, I've had, a, I have a couple sessions, you know, here and there, if I'll say it like that. But no, nah, um, I'm going to ask you what I ask most people who, uh, you know, talk to me about just starting therapy. Um, after, because a lot of people, a lot of people view therapy as 
this like, oh, you've got to go pour out your feelings. It's sappy. Like, why do I want to go to a place and feel sad and cry? I ain't trying to cry in front of no nigga. This is, I'm talking about guys in general and, and people in general. Like, why do no, I'm no, not no. going to go put myself through that? Um, so I'm going to ask you the one question I ask everybody. After your first therapy session, for you, for me, it was when I walked out of the building. Like, when I walked out of the office and I stepped outside. When you finished your call and you took that first deep breath, what were your feelings in that moment? I hate that you say took your first deep breath because that's what I wanted to say. So when the call ended and you clicked the little red button, I took because when I... The way I speak to him is how you see me now, in front of this microphone with my headphones on. So right. to him, it looked like I was recording. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So when the call went off and I hit the red button, I took off the headphones. It's like along with the headphones, a weight was lifted off my Ooh. shoulders. Okay. And it was like, it feels like someone removed the burden you didn't even know you was carrying. Like, you knew something was there, but you didn't realize, like, dude, that's baggage. You should probably drop that. You know what I mean? 100%. So, that first session, um, it, it, it happened. And I get off the phone, I take a deep breath, and then I feel like, like, damn, that felt good to actually get that out. Like, I didn't even know I was... Because there's certain things, like, Let's say if me and you were to get into an argument right now, and then we kind of hang up on bad terms without settling it, we both know there's something there that needs to be addressed. So you, you're you aware of that burden. Like, hey, I, I need to tell him this or mm -hmm. whatever. He needs to hear this or whatever. But in this case, there's something there, but you've been holding it for so long, you don't realize it's there. It's like the shirt. like It's like, like me, I'm growing out my hair. My hair grows in small increments. So does everybody else's hair. Right. Right? And you don't realize the weight that it's adding to you because you're, you're, it's growing in such small amounts that your body is adjusting to the weight. The only time you really notice the weight is like if I'm in a shower and I wet my hair, since it's holding so much water, now I can really feel the difference in weight. But outside of that, I don't really feel it. You know what I mean? Right. And that's like the burden... That some of the trauma that you that you have, that's how it is. It's there, and it's like you either hold on to it so much or it builds little by little by little that you don't realize how much weight you're carrying because it's it the increments that the weight has been increased were so small that you've adjusted to it. Yeah. It's just a part, it's a part of you. It's a part yeah, of the it's, it's a, a part, part of, of the weight I carry on a day-to-day. And right, and it affects how you talk, how you act, and you don't even realize it. It shapes your personality and who you are, and you don't quite realize it. You just say shit like, oh, well, that's just how I am. It's not just how you are. Mm. There's things that, that carved into you that made you who you are. And um, that was one Jay, of the things I noticed. Jay said, <laughs> and... Jay-Z? Yeah, Jay, I said Jay like that's my nigga. Jay-Z said, <laughs> <laughs> I said Jay like, you know, the, you know, the homie Jay. Uh, Hope said a line, and it always stood out to me. He didn't mean it this way, but it's it can be used in so many different ways. He said, nobody's built like you. You design yourself. So what he oh, yeah. meant, what he meant when I he said I love that it, song, A Dream. Yeah. What he meant when you said it is, you know, 
you are you, you are sick you are individual you are an individual you the only person who makes who makes you who you are is you no one else can do it for you nobody's built like you you design yourself you can make that happen only you can make that happen and also the way i also took it um as i was hearing the song again the other day probably about about a week or so ago um i heard it and i was like because i was thinking about I hadn't had a therapy session and I was like, it's time for me to call my therapist. Like, I, I kind of feel like I'm getting into a space and it's kind of time again. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes therapy could be daily. Some people start weekly. Um, some people do it bi-weekly. I was doing it bi-weekly at the time because she was out of, she was out of, um, <laughs> she, what's the word I want to use? Look, nigga, you do insurance every day. What the fuck? What's the word I want to use? She was out of, she wasn't a part of my provider. God damn it. Oh, she was outside of your network. Out of network. Man. Hey, don't tell it's nobody Friday. what I do for a job. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. <laughs> Bro, that's look, it's been it's been one of those weeks. Um, but she's out of network. So, and I was going out of I and I was also that's gonna be my next question of how you chose your therapist, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, I chose a a, a female therapist, a black female therapist. Right. Uh, let me not say female, female, you know, everybody don't like that word. I'm, I'm black woman therapist. <laughs> like I get it, but it's not the way you used it. No, like, no, no. I, I, context matters, but I guess. All right. So I understand Joe what you're the same thing. I am not Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm not saying the N-word. <laughs> Joe Rogan said the same thing and then, and then they played the context and it was like, dude, It was worse. <laughs> your context made it worse. <laughs> when they played the whole clip, I was like, Hmm. Maybe you shouldn't have said that because because I probably wouldn't have looked into it if you didn't say that. But um, by him saying that, he handed himself a shovel and he just kept digging. Yeah, dog, hundred percent. But just shut up. <laughs> but <laughs> but back to nothing. No one built like you. You design yourself. Like I don't think people understand the the building blocks of who they are as a person. Every every experience every thought every time you you do a thing you're building you're building like and i hate to get too deep but we're, you're building like neural pathways you know what i'm saying like if you react a certain way and it, it helped you cope with something your body's gonna be like okay that shit works so the next time that shit happen i'm gonna do it again and i'm gonna do it again and i'm gonna do it again and and you don't know how much of a wall you've built up around you until you start to kind of break it down. You know what I'm saying? You do, you do so many things that tie back to a decision you made back when you were like five or six. And, and people think that everything's about childhood trauma. I'm not saying it was a childhood trauma. I'm saying decisions you make from the time you were a child help shape who you are as a person. I'm sorry. I'm trying to mute this. Uh, yeah. No, you're good. I'm not. No, going. you're good, and you're onto something. Because when you're young, those are the building blocks. Those are the foundation of the moments that made you are who you are today. Yeah, there's a reason why you know they call that your formative your formative years. Like your 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 brain is forming into this. Not only is it forming physically, but you're 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 forming feelings and thoughts and habits, and we're all 
we're all beings trying to survive. And even if you have to put up emotional blocks to survive, whatever your circumstance, family situation, friends, people who aren't your friends, but you kind of got to be around them. You know what I'm saying? Things that school, you know what I'm saying? School, friends who aren't your friends, but you got to be around them, school. Uh, mm-hmm. Things that that you don't even notice play a part in every, in every step. And I, I want to ask you why you chose the therapist, how you chose the therapist you, how'd you find him? <clears throat> um, I read reviews. Okay. Um, I didn't, I know other black people that I know who uh, elected to do therapy, um, race and gender was important to them. Yes. I know some people was like, it was for me. Yeah, and that's perfectly fine, you know, because, I mean, let's be honest, there's certain things that we experience and go through that I think is hard for other people to understand. That's why, you know, we say we can't speak on certain situations because we're not in those shoes, in their Mm -hmm. shoes. The same way that if we talked about something and they were to say, yeah, I get it, it's like, no, you don't. You know what I mean? It's like uh, if, I mean, if a woman were to say, or talk about what it takes to be a man. A man comes in all shapes and, and sizes and different mindsets. You cannot tell a man how to be a man. It mm. doesn't quite work like that. The same way I can't tell a woman how to be a woman. You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, if I can't walk in your shoes, if I'm unable to walk in your shoes, I can't tell you what to do with those shoes. I can just ask you, hey, in your best explanation, what is it like to be in your shoes? That's it. I can't tell you what to do. I don't know. I can't, you know. So I get it. Some people want someone who knows what their shoes are, whatever, whether it's racial or gender specific or whatever. Um, for me, I again by me going into it blind, I just went on reviews of some of someone who was rated high, mm. reading the, the comments of the reviews of people saying he listened, he understood. His comments were this, or it made me feel like this. Um, and that's what I took comfort in saying, okay, I'm gonna pick this guy. You know what I mean? And I one thing that people who've done therapy, what they say is, look, you you're excuse me, you're not married to the therapist. You're not. I tell everybody that whenever people are getting ready to pick therapists, I'm like, you may get your therapist right off the bat. You may find your person right off the bat. Or you may have to shop around. Everybody's right. not going to fit. Like it's not. A, it's not. You know, if it if it don't fit, it you must quit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, if the glove don't fit, it doesn't always work that way. So I I, I get you on that 100. percent Yeah. So so far so good. I mean, I like this guy. <clears throat> I mean, I would. I would, honestly, I think I would probably be more comfortable in a in a private setting, where. Um, and because me and my wife both work from home, and uh, although she knows me, there's still some stuff that you know mm-hmm. quite working through, and you're not quite ready to share with just not just anybody. She's my wife, but it's like uh, I want to work through it first. I want to work through it right. first and before I that, I hand that off and put that on somebody else. Exactly. So, uh, although. It's virtual. I feel comfortable with him, although I would prefer being in, in an office. But I get, yeah, but I get why it's virtual, you know? he, <clears throat> And I get it. it. He has COVID. I had COVID. 
it's like, you know, if you could minimize human to human contact, then fuck it, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where we at with it. But so far, so good. Um, it's interesting. It uh, they were, I didn't expect. Like I said, like I mentioned earlier, um, it it wasn't to my expectations. Not that it exceeded or or came short of it. It's just it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you see therapy, like, you see therapist sessions all the time. I mean to cut you. I'm sorry, man, but you like you no, see no, therapist no, sessions good. all the time on on TV, TV. and. And because, you know, if you've never actually sat in one, that's your only experience with therapy is watching someone else go through therapy on TV. So you've already built whatever your your perception of what therapy should be like. So it's kind of crazy that you say you went in there and it's like, yeah, it wasn't it it definitely wasn't that. (laughs) Matter of fact, you're watching The Sopranos now, right? I was going to bring that up in a second. It's funny because this is okay. not what we. This is literally not what we talked about. But I mean, we yeah. Here now. This wasn't the plan on the document. <laughs> but we here now. Um. So you watch The Sopranos. Now that I'm thinking about it, because when you say you watch it on TV, um, if for those of you who haven't watched the show Sopranos, um, the main character Tony Soprano, um, a big part of his character is what he learns about himself through therapy, and. <clears throat> Those therapy sessions aren't too far off from the conversations that I've had with my therapist where they ask you leading questions. Where it's like, where, like the question, what brought you here? And you say something. And they listen to what you say and they could take from that and they kind of guide you with the questions they ask. And they don't say too much. They just, you know, hey, you mentioned this. Let's explore that. What made you say that? And then you talk about it. And it's like they it's almost like they're fishing. And you it's not that you say something and you give them a nibble and they reel you in just a little bit. And they reel you in just a little bit. That's what it kind of felt like. Like okay. kept giving him nibbles and not really biting on the hook to get out what I needed to get out. You get what I'm saying? Okay. I want you to think about it like this though. Um, it's so specific. I remember my third therapy session because I didn't cry my first two like you cry baby ass nigga I didn't cry (laughs) no hey because I'm about to admit I I didn't cry my first two but the second one I could tell I was going through something like visceral for some reason you know what I'm saying it was heavy and it had happened in between our sessions and I in between our sessions and I was just like I probably should have called and be like, hey, I need an earlier session. Like, I need to talk. But I held it. And I held it until I got in the room. When you say you held it, you mean, because you said it was bi-weekly. So you held it for, let's say, a week, a week and a half. So, like, How let's say you nine days. To it? Let's say, like, nine days. Nine, Almost, ten days. Okay, it was Because it was, like, a week. a week and a half. Um, okay, a week and a half. It's a long time. It is a long time to hold... Something not something be able that's to, bothering you. Hell yeah. And, and not talk about it with anyone. And it was just like it had been building and building. I was going to work just just thinking with it. I couldn't sleep. Like I was just, it was a rough couple of days. And I remember getting in there and was just like, and like she could see, like, I'm 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 not a fidgety person, 
but immediately my, 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 my leg is shaking. Uh, I can't, I can barely look her in the face and my eyes are already welled up. She's I'm red. And she doesn't say a word for like but she reading five everything. minutes. We say hello. We exchange pleasantries. And she just let me get my shit together for a second. We start to talk about it. And I mean, that entire session. Tears royally the whole time. It was a rough conversation. And in that session, I said, I'm probably going to curse. Like, I, like from the start, I was like, I'm probably going <laughs> to curse. And, and she gave me that leeway. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it was, uh, it, it was probably the, probably the biggest trust building we had had because I, I, I want to tie it back into my original point, but I knew that, I knew that this person, I could say something to this person, not be judged in the moment. Cause I had to, I had to deal with my actions of how it played out. I had to like I had to talk it all the way through with somebody, and that person wasn't gonna judge me, or I didn't feel judged in that moment. Unless, they, they could have been, you know what I'm saying? She could have been, but she's well trained enough that I didn't feel judged in that moment. You know what I mean? Right. And and I I like that in that moment, she allowed me to walk through it. She didn't fish anything, and I I want you to look at it a little differently. Instead of them throwing out bait and trying to get you to bite, and you only giving them a little bit, I like to think of uh, think of a therapist as a a well trained stranger who I can tell some of these things to who can't judge me because we're not connected in any way. Like literally, if you saw if you saw your therapist on the street, y'all not supposed to talk. Really? Because he's gonna pretend. Because as the oath. He's not so he's not supposed to acknowledge you or anything. Here's an example. I didn't my, know that. My therapist he he may or may not act like he like he may act like he knows you, but he's not going to say from where. You can say from where, but he's not going to. Okay. So, my therapist was recommended to me by a friend who had seen a therapist and had told me about, you know, how well she had done for him. He was still going. Um and even in the conversation, me rec- me saying that this person recommended me, she said, I can't confirm, nor, like, I-, I can't confirm I even know the person you're talking about. Even right. though I know that she knew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> even though I know that she knew, she wouldn't do that. But I wanted to say, I want you to look at therapy more as someone helping shepherd you through your thoughts. We have so many thoughts going around, and because of your habits... You're good at thinking one way, going down that same neural path, and then stopping that shit. Like, hey, I'm not going to go any further than this because I know that this is as far as I've ever let myself go. That's right. where they be, they're like, question. And it has to make you move past that. So look at it more as a person who's trying to guide you through your thoughts because sometimes it's so much shit going on. No, that's a much better analogy than what I said. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you feel like if you feel like it's a game, like this person's trying to bait me, this person's trying to, it makes it feel more adversarial. Yeah, I, yeah. I, how I said comes off very negative. It has some negative connotations. Not negative, just more like there was a, like it was more like this person was. It's it's not against you, but like you guys are on opposite ends. 
But they're actually right, walking beside shepherd, you. Shepherd is like they're helping you. They're guiding you. No, I like your analogy a whole lot better than what I said. And you're right. And honestly, um, I don't. I guess I kind of get the 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 stick, not the stigma, but the the reserve of guys saying I don't want to talk to a stranger and stuff. But like you said, it's it's not just talking to a stranger. You're talking to, you're talking to a trained professional that helps you sort out whatever it is you're dealing with. That's completely different. Is this is not you at a bar telling your business to somebody that you know you would never ever see again in life. Exactly. This is someone this is this is someone who's trained to to read in between the lines and understand underlying issues that you may have and to help you realize it. Mm. It's a huge difference. Yeah, I, I, I look at it as, um, and I know everybody loves to throw journey behind shit. Girls always going through some, you know, their natural hair journey or, you know, your weight loss journey. But I look at it as, you know, when I'm walking. Girls do love a journey. That girls love a journey. It's one of their hotel words. Love a journey. Put it up there with pour into me and it's it, journey or a phase. They love a phase. Do they love a phase outside of the whole phase? Do they love a phase? They love their whole phase. You're right. You're right. They they hold true to a whole phase and be damned <laughs> if you say something about it. Um oh, and let you catch a girl in her in her mid to late 30s who didn't have her true whole phase. Oh my god. Yeah, don't come over here. That ain't that. nothing nice. Don't come over here with that. Stay the fuck over there. <laughs> please. Please. You didn't get that bullshit out your system yet? Too old for this. Nah, you should have came at me long before we got here. Cause cause a couple years ago, sure. But I ain't trying, I ain't knowing that right now. Right. But before that, um, yeah, we were saying how it's not like it's not you talking to a stranger. It's you talking to somebody who's trained to help you through your issues, which is a huge difference. And I, th- and I think more people should be open to it. It's, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's... If you have insurance, I mean, you could be paying close to nothing. Like, like with the insurance that I have, um, the first six sessions are covered by the insurance. And then every session after that, um, it's like two fifty until I hit the copay, which is basically like by the third or fourth session, the insurance covers it. So then it's somewhat free again. Well, it's not out of pocket. Well, you mean you mean when you hit the free. max? You mean when you hit the maximum out of pocket? Not your not your copay, right? Yeah, because your copay yeah, is what you pay of- every every two fifty. Now this is me talking, trying to prove to y'all I know benefits because you know that's what I do. <laughs> right. So you you get it. So in other words what I'm saying is um for for the service they provide the fee is more than reasonable especially if you have insurance. It it doesn't hurt to look into it. And then again, you're not married to your therapist or therapy. You could give it a try. If you feel like it's not for you, then don't do it. Yeah, you could, you may find other ways to get that energy up off of you. If you're a guy, you know, yeah, you might get it in the gym. Girls, you might get it in the gym. Like, however you get whatever it is that you need to get off of you, do that. But I honestly think everyone should have, at some point, sit down with a therapist. 
I'm a huge fan of blowing steam at the gym. I mm-hmm. think it's great. You mean blowing However, off steam? Blowing off steam. No, just be blowing See, steam I knew he was going to turn that into a joke. <laughs> nah, how? It's not really a joke. I mean, if you're blowing somebody, you're blowing somebody. That's not what I said, though. I said blowing steam. Like, it's different. Just but you know like, what I meant. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Blow, relieving stress at the gym. Can I say that without you trying to twist it? I wasn't. But, I mean, who stress are you relieving at the gym? My own. Hey, you the one blowing. No, fuck you, Marvin. All right. <laughs> you know what I meant. That's fine, man. I mean, do your thing. You having a deep moment. I really don't want to take this from you. You're 40 minutes in. Don't, don't, don't get caught up in my did. bullshit. Don't get caught up in my bullshit. Just, <laughs> go ahead, do your thing. No, but I think the gym is dope, especially when it comes to getting stuff off your chest and and, and blowing off steam. However, even doing so, even though you're relieving some pressure, it's not everything. You know what I'm saying? It's like a pressure cooker. It's not you taking the lid off. It's just you opening the valve just a little bit. So you relieve some pressure, but you're not taking the lid off of it and seeing what's on the inside. Mm. At some point, you have to do that, or you should do that. Yeah, and and that person could be if if you if you have a confidant that you are y'all have that type of relationship and you that open with a best friend, uh, your homegirl, your homeboy, like a cousin, whoever. If you have that type of relationship where y'all can be that honest with each other and there's no judgment, by all means, let that person be that person. But there's something about someone without any preconceived notions, someone who doesn't know you or who is already trying to figure you out because they already have all this history with you. There's something just there's something a little bit more freeing about someone who whose only job is to help you guide you is to help guide you through your through your thoughts. Like, that's their job. They literally went to school for for almost a decade to make that their job. You know what I mean? To, to help you get through it. And again, venting to somebody, even if you have the most caring and understanding person in your corner, it's a huge difference from venting to someone you trust than talking to somebody who understands thought patterns and habits that can help you understand that, hey, you do this for these reasons and you need to understand it. Whereas somebody who you vent to, they can they can hear you out and they can provide a, a lending and, and comforting ear. But if they're not helping you work through what's causing you this pain or what's causing you the frustration, it's just going to repeat itself. It's not going to help you help yourself. No, I, I look at this point. We need a, we need a, we need a talk space ad, uh, a better help ad. Like, hey, where our sponsorship? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, because we gave y'all damn near 45 minutes of this. <laughs> where our, where our sponsorship? <laughs> Shit. Um, and they say black men don't talk about therapy and mental health. Man, hey, I mean, we just gave, we just, we just proved them wrong, I guess. And honestly, this is this legit. Not was how I not thought this on, was on go. any docket. <laughs> I ain't even, I ain't even know this nigga went to therapy yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is not how I thought this part was gonna go at all. Nigga had, nigga had totally different shit to talk about. But um, now nah, man, um, seriously, 
I ask you that those are the usually the three questions I ask people. How'd you feel when you how'd you feel when you came out of it? What made you choose the person who you chose? And I don't know if I asked you the third one. What was and you may have already said it, but what made you do it now? I procrastinated on it for so long, man. It's, this was something that I've always wanted to do. I wasn't afraid to do it. It's just, again, procrastination. And then what made me decide now instead of any other time, um, what was what was the straw that broke the camel's back? If there even was a straw. Oh, um... I went to the doctor recently. Excuse me. So when I had COVID and I had that nasty cough, I went to urgent care. Urgent care prescribed some stuff. But I still scheduled a doctor's appointment because just to be on the safe side. And it's right. like, I told myself at the beginning of the year that I'll take my health a little bit more seriously and start to do these things, start going to the doctor. And I figured, look, if I'm going to take this step for my physical health, I need to do it for my mental health as well. And um, last year, the end of last year, I was I was stressing myself, working on this project and and everything. And I knew it wasn't good for me. Like I'm not getting much sleep. I'm so concerned about turning in this project on time and not upsetting the clients. And I feel like I'm spreading myself thin because I'm putting so much time into BEM and not enough time in F and D. Luckily, or thankfully, my brother is super understanding. And he's like, look, although I can't have you here physically, I still understand what you're doing from home. And I appreciate it. Take care of what you need to take care of. When you can be here physically, you're here. So it's all good. So that was some pressure taken off of me. But I was still putting a lot of pressure on myself because I felt like I wasn't there, you know? You weren't carrying your So weight. with all that being said, it was like, I do feel like I have a lot of weight on me that I need to talk about. But the crazy thing is I haven't even gotten to that yet in my sessions. Granted, it just started, but that's not even... I thought that was going to be the direction it went, me talking about the stresses of work, but it didn't go there at all. It went to childhood trauma that I didn't deal with yet, which is interesting. Yeah, man. It's funny because I I don't think I got to the childhood trauma until like... No, 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 no. It was, it was, it was, it was I'm saying episode one. No, it was session one. <laughs> definitely, definitely got into some childhood trauma. Um, things I hadn't even, I, I left that shit with homework first day. I'm like, damn, I ain't paying a nigga to, to get me homework. This ain't school. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> but left with homework that first day. And I, if, if I, I'll say this to you, I recommend you, if you're ever given homework, do it. They ask you to write something down every day. Do it. Because if you're going to pay somebody to do the work, you got to do the work, too. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. Y'all. All right, y'all. We're going uh, to take a quick break and give y'all a little something and some vibes of the week, and we'll be right <laughs> Like, like <laughs> I don't know, man. This is, uh, I actually, this was, uh, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast is brought to you by our proud sponsor, FND. FND, we're more than just clothing. 
We are the culture. We are the people. We are you. Visit us at FND.com. That's E-F-E-N-D-E-E.com. To save 10% on all purchases, use coupon code SamuraiPro at checkout. Everybody woosah. Whew. All right. That was, that was, that, I don't care. I don't give a fuck if nobody listens to the, to this episode. It's one of my favorites already. Uh, me too. People going to listen. Tito always listens. Shout out to Tito. And Sly Funny. We don't have a, <laughs> you, yeah, definitely. <laughs> she ain't going to miss me. I really Let me tell wish you, she was there. Frank sister. <laughs> is probably our biggest listener. Her, she's such a big listener that I was so I was sitting at the table, uh, you know, last week at, at uh, Frank's wife's birthday, and I was sitting next to to his sister right before her, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was sitting next to her, and and she was like, "Oh, you're Marvin from from the podcast," and I said, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, I hate that that's how I gotta be known, but I love that that's how I be known. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm elevate. You know, eventually I'm gonna be like Marvin, who you know finally got invited to the table. Um, <laughs> Fine. We bring issues to the table, but we don't bring Marvin to the table. But it's cool, though, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I, that's why I gotta go back to therapy. Nigga feeling neglected in my own in my own shit. Um, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, so I'm sitting there talking, uh, you know, talking to his sister, and she was like, "I wish my 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 sister was here." And I was like, I know exactly who you talk about. You don't even gotta tell me. <laughs> um, nobody is a is a. She was like, nobody's a bigger bigger listener than you. Like when when there's something that is said on there, she'll tell me like, hey, you need to go listen to it. And I'll be. And she'll be like, okay, give me give me give me the timestamp, and I'll, I'll go listen to it. She was like, nah, you gotta listen to the whole thing. <laughs> like. <laughs> And she was like, even even when even when um, the the sister was sitting next to me, uh, even when it's things on there that she don't want to hear from her little brother, you know what I'm saying? Not her right, baby right. brother. <laughs> <laughs> she don't want to hear that shit, but she still go and listen to it because you know her sister encourages her. And the other the this last episode we were talking about the damn Super Bowl, and Frank's sister is like, hey, y'all go to timestamp fifty nine fifty. Y'all forgot to say Snoot. <laughs> I said, damn, she's good. And, and I listened to it, edited it. So I heard it multiple times before the world heard it. I listened to it on the way to work. Because I always, I always give us a listen as much as I can until it's like I've heard this like seven times now. I can't, I can't listen to it again. But yeah, you gotta um, listen to it with. As a listener, not as somebody right. who's because sometimes I got to listen to it as a it. listener because because as you're editing it, you know I hear the shit, but for but me, but you're listening for flaws. You're not listening exactly. to the content. Yeah, I'm. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the moment when we're here recording, but in the editing room, it's just more like, okay, damn, I cleared my throat right there. Oh, damn, Frank cough right here. Let me remove that because the the sound needs to flow in the conversation like little things you know what i'm saying so that's what i'm listening for when i when i'm editing when i get to listen to the podcast in the morning i get to hear it though i would hear any other podcast 
not just through the speakers on my computer or through my headphones. It's the same way I would listen to any other podcast in my in my car. So I'm always that's also part of the editing thing where the producing thing where it's like I want to make sure it sounds just as flawless as the read, just as flawless as Joe Budden, just as flawless as uh two dope girl. You know, like like I do I want the the, the sound to be just as crispy, just as clear. Right. Um but you know, I'm listening to it and I'm like I didn't pick that up. It wasn't until she sent the timestamp, and it was she sent the timestamp like late, like it was like 9 30, 10 o'clock. This was I was in bed. I rolled yeah. over and picked up my phone. I was like, okay, you're right. Put the phone back down. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was already getting ready to go to sleep. I was tired. It had been a long day. Um and what's funny is one of the clips that that we put out on Instagram, it was of that moment. So it's like, damn, we even used that moment in marketing. Ain't nobody picked and it missed up. it. Listed the whole, listed everybody, but the nigga who I talked about the most who had a great time on the on the thing. Right after that moment, we have a conversation of him being the most popular guy, most popular rapper ever. Never even named him as a person who performed. But um never even named him. But Nah, man, I, I I say that to say, you know, I, I'm thankful for every listener. We have a very consistent group of people listening. Um, I do I, I want to say I appreciate y'all. Uh thank y'all for bearing with us through the through the therapy talk. It was an amazing to me, once he said it, I was like, scrap what's on, scrap what we got on deck. <laughs> like, this is and this honestly- is the conversation. And the conversation me and Marvin just had, that's usually how our conversations flow off the mic when we're just talking to us. We're talking to each other. So it was it was cool to have homeboy talk on a mic again. Yeah, but we haven't done this that time, in a while. it wasn't as bad as episodes <laughs> one through ten. <laughs> Bro, man, I don't know. And every time, you know what's crazy? Episode two. Pseudo episode one is our most listened to episode because people always seem to go back to start from the beginning, right? It's one of not, it's not, no, it's not the most listened to episode anymore, but it's one of it's still up there, right? Whenever somebody goes to check us out, they always start back at that one, and I'm like, fuck, no, just don't go do it backwards, (laughs) start at our most recent and work your way back. Yeah, listen to how good we are now, and then go back and be like, damn, them niggas. Boy. Yeah, they came a long way. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> pandemic had them boys rough, man. <laughs> we went from using AirPods to record our shit to, all right, to to goddamn, to actual equipment. But anyway, let's get off right. of it. Um, let's talk about some shit. I mean, it's been a, it's, I mean, for lack of a better, you know, it's been a wild week. Uh, other than, you know, Therapy, and I'm definitely about to about to make sure I get a session next week. Um, so the world is having, you know, we survived the pandemic just to be around for World War Three, and um, and I say survive the pandemic like it's over. Um, no, it's not. It's not. It's, it's I'm not about over. to say I just had that shit a <laughs> couple weeks ago. Nigga, who, who you talking about? Who you telling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both had that shit. <laughs> who you telling? Motherfuckers Boy, alive man. and well. Amen. Uh, we survived. Uh, we 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 beat that bitch. But uh, so the world went a little went a little upside down. Um, Not the world. It's just Russia. They tripping. He tripping. It, he is. He is. And 
I'm not going to dig too deep into it. I actually wrote down some stuff because I kind of wanted to break down for people who don't kind of know what's going on. But um, by now, if you don't know, you're choosing not to know. So all I can say is uh, thoughts and prayers out to everybody, uh, to all the people in Ukraine who are going through this. I, I saw they had a thing where they weren't letting people who were letting men who were 18 through 60 out of the country so that they had I've seen that. just in case, you know, you know, like niggas already being told like, Hey, you being, you being drafted. You know what I'm saying? Like it's time to like, we, we got to fight for our country. It ain't it's even a, it's even... a scary thought, man. It's a scary. I think, I think Americans are so, we haven't had actual war brought to our front door in a very long time. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time something was brought to our doorstep was Pearl Harbor, and Incorrect. we all know how that ended. Incorrect. Wasn't even... You want to say 9-11? 9-11 was... Uh, nigga, that was the front door. <laughs> mm, but that wasn't war, though. That was a terrorist oh, That was thing. a declaration... A, I'm, I'm, ter- that was a declaration of war by the terrorists. Okay, so yeah, let's say 9-11 then. Although I wasn't counting that. I'm talking about, I'm thinking a foreign vehicle, not a hijacked plane. Okay. Because there's domestic terrorism that happens in this country often. No, I'm not, I'm not taking away from the domestic, <clears throat> but we're talking a, a, foreign, a, a foreign body, like a, a, a foreign uh, person, group someone of of not of this soil. Came to, yeah, come, okay. came to come fuck us up. Like, that's, that's what happened. And I don't want to take away from what 9 11 was. And I'm not saying you were, because when I originally thought about it, I was thinking Pearl Harbor myself. Um, but then you have to think, damn, 9 11, like they literally came to the city. Washington D.C. is the, is the capital, but we all know that New York is what people think of when they think of America. Yeah, if you want to hurt the U.S. financially, you attack New York. A lot of money flows through that city, and it's I the believe. Mecca. And I mean, war is expensive. So if you wanna, if you really want to hurt somebody in war, you cut off the money supply or you slow it down. You hurt them a lot. Yeah, I I think it was that, but it's also. This is this is your New York is the crowning jewel of America, hands down. It's their I thought it city. was Hialeah. That's the crowning jewel. Oh, we gonna get to Hialeah in a second. You hold <laughs> you hold Hialeah off. made the docket. You hold off. I mean, we gonna get to it. Right <laughs> okay. As we speed through what's on our on our list right now, but um, New York is is the crowning jewel of America. Uh, outside no, absolutely. Of, it's the most popular city in the U.S. Yeah. So attacking that, showing that, hey, your your greatest city could fall and you not even see it coming, that was that was a true strike of fear. Um, but we haven't seen that. Did your mom that... take you out of school early when that happened? No. She left you in school too? I mean, she had kids in school too. She wasn't... <laughs> well, I walked home from Jackson at 2.30 like everybody else. <laughs> still stopped by the same... Come take me out early. That ain't happened. No, still stopped by the same the same corner store. Still got me a... uh uh Them little blue bag of cookies. That little granny... What, what them things was? Oh, grandma cookies. Them shits are delicious. I still eat those. I, got me a grandma cookie. uh uh A coconut milk. 
and just walked down to the crib. Why I was drinking coconut milk in the hot sun? God knows. But that's what the fuck I did. Um, <laughs> while I walked my little mile to Alapata. But uh, I don't think, I, I think uh, Americans are so far removed from war because we haven't had actual war happen on our soil. Like an actual hand-to-hand, that type of war. Um, since when we were fighting each other for the civil war, the civil when we were fighting each other, because I mean, even World War One, we didn't have any like that's why Pearl Harbor was such a big thing because it was like, oh shit, y'all gonna fucking try us, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think we're so far removed that we don't understand how how crazy and devastating war can be. How senseless it can feel if you're the people being attacked. I, I think I, I was looking at some videos on social media, um, and I try to stay, refrain from like very, very like harsh like visuals. But like I'm watching this lady, they they they're recording outside, just like hearing the planes fly over, and then one flies directly at them, and then blows up their the the, the neighbor's house. And you hear children crying. Like, you know the one I'm talking about, right? I seen that one. And you like the plane comes out of the distance, and you're like, oh shit. Until you see it, it literally drops a missile right at them. That could have been their house. Yeah. And that I I think I think (laughs) seeing the social social media makes it so different. Um, because imagine 9-11 during social media. Like, totally different scene. Going back to what I mentioned earlier about my wife's party, I think social media in this day and age, it helps. Social media has its pros and cons. And one of the things about it, whether you consider it a pro or a con is on you, is that it things that happen in the dark no longer happens in the dark due to social media. Like when we were, like in 94... I guess you could say it was about in the fifth grade or so. You had the genocide in Rwanda. And your average person didn't know what was happening. They didn't know what was going on in, in Rwanda. It wasn't until movies like Hotel Rwanda and sometimes in May came out. That's when we were like, oh, shit, this actually took place within my lifetime. And it, it was eye-opening. It was, right. it was crazy. But now... <clears throat> No matter what conflict is going on, whether it's in Egypt, whether it's in Hong Kong, whether it's in Syria, now Ukraine, we see what happens. That shit and happens not only do we see time. what happens, we in not yeah, in real time, but it's not even from news reporters. It's not people from CNN that's showing us. It's people that's actually living it. You know? It's people that that you see how they like you see how their world is being flipped upside down. They're not reporting it. This isn't coming from a secondhand account. This is firsthand, and it's crazy. One of the videos that bothered me the most was a father saying goodbye to his daughter. I believe they was boarding a train or a yeah, bus. Yeah, I saw it. I know exactly what you're talking and about. And he was crying. And that shit, it stung. Because, I mean, I got two young children in to think that this is going to be my last time seeing my baby. This is going to be her last time seeing me. As a parent... As a parent, you understand you are your child's first hero. So no matter what you're going through, no matter how much you're hurting, you don't want you don't want to show 
a moment of weakness. You don't want to show them that you're crying, that you're hurting. So for him to be crying like that in front of her, it it hurts. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's I don't know enough about the situation to to say, you know, what what it would take to stop. But it just feels like it this shouldn't happen. Like, um, I was listening to uh Higher Learning earlier today, and they had somebody who's reporting from Ukraine. And to hear him talk about it was was crazy. And some people, like he brought up someone asking, you know, how come you just don't flee the city? He's like, you can't. It's bumper to bumper traffic going out. And then if you're going to leave, you can't really take out money because all the banks, you know, they, they're tapped out. The, I yeah. mean, physical cash is, is finite. There's only so much you can put out. So I can't even begin to imagine what that world looks like. Even if you're trying to escape, you can't. So it's like, might as well pick up a gun, I guess. It, what other choices do you have? Because it's not like the Russian forces are only attacking military people. No, they're attacking civilians too. So, I mean, I can't even begin to imagine what that's like. You're coming home from the grocery store and a tank pulls up on you. The fuck? What do you do with that? Yeah, man. Um, just, 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 you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody. You know, everybody in Ukraine, you know, there's people who, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember a couple of weeks ago, people didn't even think this was... <laughs> American intelligence said this was going to happen and this was going to happen soon. And everybody was like, oh, they're just, they just saying, they're just doing too much. They're just trying to strike fear and all of that. Nah, they, it, it, it happened. Um, so I just, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody. Everyone, even because I, you know, American troops are being stationed places now. They're 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 mobilizing. Um, so just thoughts of prayers to everybody. You know, those who I'll the Lord. I'll say this. Although we're not the political podcast, those folks who said they knew this was going to happen, the person in the last administration did everything to help aid this in happening. I mean, I mean, just look at for just look at the reason why he got impeached the first time. And if you think I'm bullshitting, I can go ahead and post different events or different things that he's done that help lead oh, you don't, to this moment. You don't have to. You don't have to. I I don't disagree with you whatsoever. Um, uh, he the reason because people I've had I've heard conversation of people saying, well, this would have never happened if he was still around. But that's because at the time, the president we had, he was essentially giving him what he wanted. He didn't give him everything, but he gave him enough. He gave Putin what he wanted, and that's kind of how we ended up. That's not how we ended up here. I'm not blaming him for it. Putin was mobilizing. No, he takes some ownership because you helped. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not absolving him, but I'm not giving him all the blame for this. Um, Putin's been mobilizing and preparing for this. This has been uh, not Ukraine in like specifically, but what he's doing now has been part of his agenda for since he's come into power. So, um, anyway, ending this part again, uh, you know, thoughts to everybody, thoughts and prayers. Um, may the Lord bring everyone who he can back safe. Um, and hope that this ends quickly. 
and with the least amount of lives lost. So, yeah, man, we're staying super. We're just super dark. This podcast. <laughs> um, How did we end up here? I was just gonna say thoughts and prayers of Ukraine, and then we kind of just you know walked down the road. I, well, I, <laughs> nigga wanted to just mention them. You know, <laughs> it's been a crazy week, so. You know, didn't want to, didn't want to not, didn't want to not discuss it. It's because it's, it's literally happening as we speak. Um, I was watching CNN before I, before we started recording and I actually stopped uh, to just lighten up a little bit. And what did I decide to watch to lighten up shit? The Sopranos, <laughs> which was probably good prep for this conversation because yeah. it, it was the episode of, not too. I'm not giving too many words, but there's. Are there's, you still in season one? What I'm still season in season one. On? So I'm still in season one, and there's the episode where Tony thinks he's uh falling in love with the therapist, right? <laughs> so, but that's where that's the last episode I just watched. Um, okay. So it was like right on time. Not that you were falling in love with your therapist, and if you do, that's on you, bro. I'm gonna support you as a brother. Um, no, but, I'm finally out the doghouse. I'm head over heels with my wife. I am good. You got a baby on the way. You know, you gotta take care, you gotta take care of home. I hear you. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it it got me to thinking, like, as I'm watching this show, and I know that most people has Sopranos somewhere hovering in their top three shows of all time. That is safe to say. That is very safe to say. Like, safe to say, but it, since I haven't watched it. I can't put you didn't it in know mind. why. No, I kind of because I I hear it's good. You know, like you hear something's good, and you like I trust that it's good just because it's so like it's so universally blah, blah blah. It's so universally loved, like it has to be good, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm giving it a shot. In every episode, I'm like, slowly, like yeah, yeah, I see it a little bit. <laughs> it's yeah. every episode so well written, um, and I love. I love a good crime shit. I do. I love good crime, crime type drama. I I like. I honestly, you know, a nigga didn't really sell drugs like that, but I do like watching shows about selling drugs. Narcos, um, <laughs> Power, The Wire, like all them type. Like I could watch that type of show a hundred different ways. Then you have to absolutely watch Snowfall. You have to. It's on my list. It's on my list. Luckily for me, I've given it. I've given it enough time to breathe that I probably can. Like when I go to binge it, I'm gonna have so much time to just enjoy it because it's like what ten episodes a season, ten thirteen. Nah, no, no, no. It's not an HBO show. It's an FX show, so they have more than ten episodes a season. I say most this. FX shows go to thirteen. They don't usually do more than that. Okay, yeah, thirteen, fourteen, about right. Okay, and I say this. Um, I think 10 shows a season is a sweet spot. I think that's one reason episodes? why H Yeah. And I think that's why HBO shows do so well because it's no fluff. It's yeah. those 10 episodes, they get what they like, whatever story they need to tell, they get it in those 10 one hour episodes, and you're good. Whereas a show like Scandal, Scandal's a great show, but when you got 20 episodes a season, like you're going to have a lot of fluff. Like the show, The Blacklist, that's another really good show, but damn, so many episodes in a season, 
there's a lot of fluff in the middle that 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 gets in the way of the real story you're trying to tell that season. But with Snowfall, although it's more than 10 episodes a season, it there's no fluff. It everything that happens that you see, whether you realize it in that moment or if you could see the play coming, you know it's it 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 happened for a reason. It plays into the bigger overall story, not just the story of that season, but everything matters. You know what I mean? And I'm my I think when it comes to shows, I think everybody can appreciate a good story. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking of, let's let's do this real quick. Um your top five shows all time. In order or no particular order? You don't have to give me a particular order. I feel like that'll be harder. <laughs> you okay. Know, having you narrow so, down all your shows to five is already gonna be hard enough. But okay. your top five shows of all time. People gonna argue and and hey, you know, listeners, check in with us when we play this. I really want to hear your feedback as well. Definitely. Let um, me get your top my five. top five. Snowfall is definitely in my top five. Wow, already. Already. Snowfall. Um, if you've seen The Watchmen on HBO, although it's one season. I mean, dude, the writing on that fucking show is amazing. So, Snow, mm. uh, Snowfall and The Watchmen makes the list. Um, what else? Top five. Breaking Bad is on my list. This is not. Mm. That's a. That's a good show. Great writing. Great character development. Um. The Office. Motherfucker. Go ahead. I mean... We don't got to argue you that. Have I'm going to be real with you. Hey, that was... Top five? When I, when I was thinking about it just now, <laughs> top five, number one. One A, B. Top two and is not two. The Office? The Office. Hands down. The Office is amazing. My all-time like favorite this. show. The Office is so good. That what's the what's was it CBS that just came out with a streaming service? NBC. NBC, thank you. NBC took it off of Netflix, and The Office was carrying their streaming service until they got more content on there. The Office is that good. Right now, they they have uh, the extended cuts of every episode, like scenes that they blah blah blah, like scenes that they've taken out. Clips that they've taken out and they made it like your episode, you know, a normal office episode would probably run you without commercials like 22, 23 minutes. They're yeah. now like 43 minutes. So it's all no these additional way. scenes of clips that used to just float around the internet are now actually put into the put into the episode. So now I'm currently re-watching the office with this new crop of 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 things in the episode. And I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a great experience. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying myself again. Man, I've seen a few bloopers. It was one blooper in particular. When I said I cried laughing looking at it. So it was uh it's Michael, he's there in that little uh conference room or whatever, and he's in front of the white boy. And Stanley says something and he replies back like Stanley got diabetes or something. And uh Stanley's like, Why do you always think I got diabetes? <laughs> and then Stanley gets up, and when he gets up, he makes like this groaning noise. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> and Steve Carell says, you see, like, that noise you just made, and everybody just break, break, breaks character and starts laughing. And it's like, D 
dude, like, I can only imagine <laughs> the magic on that show when these dudes are ad-libbing. But, man, it's such a hilarious show. Every character show. you love, it's, it's awesome. And the last show, I'm name going your, to throw dirt so wait, on this name show. Him, name them. You had The Watchmen, Breaking the Bad. The Watchmen, Snowfall, Breaking Bad, and The Office. One more. What's your fifth show? Now, this show could have been number one easily. You know where I'm going with this. This show could have been number one easily, hands down. It had... Just name it, it so I can name the it on character. It name had the it characters. so I can name it on mine. Just name it. We 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 gonna talk about Game it. Game of Thrones, but it's not on mine because they fucked up so bad at the end, I refuse to put it in my top five. Okay. But Game of Thrones could have been number one. Then don't mention it. Don't mention it. Fuck. Oh Game no, of I'm gonna mention it because I'm going. I'm forever <laughs> be pissed off about that shit. How they fucked up something so perfect. But number five, honestly, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay. I think from the start to finish, it was, it was great, and they wrapped up nicely. Like it's it's. Impressive for a show to go on as long as it did and to end on the note that it did. A lot of, like, Martin didn't make my top five because those last two seasons of Martin, although they was cool, it wasn't it wasn't the Martin that we grown to love. You know what I mean? Trash can water. Fresh Prince. I mean, that last scene where he cuts the lights off on the house at the for the very last time, like, you felt that shit. Like, when that house was empty and it was just him, you felt that shit. Like, you loved that show from the start to the finish. I think that's difficult to do to deliver like that, and they did. So, Fresh okay. Prince makes my top five list. Okay, all right. Um, I'll run mine now. Like I said, The Office. Hands, I have been watching The Office perpetually <laughs> since. That's a twenty dollar word right there. Yeah, perpetually. Word of the day. Here you go. Word of the podcast. Um, since. It went off the air. I have watched it every day. There's not been a day I've gone without watching it. I took a little bit of a break once. But in my mind, what was really a break meant that I was only watching it when I ate dinner. (laughs) Instead of watching it for other purposes. You know what I'm saying? Um, So The Office, hands down. Can I stop you real quick? Good. Real quick. I'm not going to ask you what's your favorite episode. What is your favorite scene? This to you. So wait, so when you I say favorite harder. scene, you say that nigga said I'm not going to ask you your favorite episode. I'm going to ask you your favorite scene of The Office. When I say this, one scene probably played in your head. What was that scene? The wedding. Um Pam and Jim's wedding is probably my favorite episode. It was the day, it was the it was the day I fell in love with the show. I'll say that. Like, I liked The Office. Like, I had heard about it, and I had I had probably watched a couple episodes. You know, because, like, The Office really got popular while we were in college. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had heard about it, but I hadn't, like, sat down and watched it. And I think I had chilled with a girl who had, like, a DVD or something like that. And I started, I started watching it with her. And I was like, you know, this show kind of funny. You know what I'm saying? Because you can kind of hop in and you kind of get everybody's position. You don't really have to like watch it from the start, even though it's great when you watch from the start because you kind of, as it gets going a little deeper into the 
at, to the seasons, like you could start seeing like storylines start to kind of, you know, Stanley goes from this overly grumpy guy to kind of like this womanizer and ladies, man, that nobody ever really noticed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Stanley's my all-time favorite character on The Office. Hands down. Um, but if I have to say my favorite episode was when the whole cast, my favorite scene was when the whole cast danced to forever and like interrupted the wedding and everybody was just like, and Jim and Pam were just like, I mean, what else could we have expected from this weekend? Um, so that's probably my all-time favorite scene. All-time favorite scene. I can't argue. What about you? Since you stopped me. <laughs> I would say my all-time favorite scene is when Dwight uh, set off the uh, the fire alarm and everybody panicked. He started the fire. The and- cold open? It's probably, it's the best cold <laughs> open in, and like, it's the best but, cold well, open in, in TV history, by the way. I don't care what anybody when, says. <laughs> but when... When Angela throws the cat, uh, and it comes back down, <laughs> she throws that cat in the ceiling, uh, and, and it I comes say back I down. I cried laughing. She fucking threw the. First of all, the cat was in the drawer. She opens the file cabinet, <laughs> takes the cat out, and then throws him in the ceiling because Oscar was in the ceiling. So she's yeah, like, she's save like, the cat, save Bandit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And she throws him in the ceiling to Oscar. Oscar doesn't catch the cat and the cat falls through. <laughs> it falls through another tile in the Oh my God. That, dude, that is, like you said, the best cold open in TV. It's the history. best cold open in TV. Like, honestly, not even a, not a shadow of a doubt. Um, So we'll go with that. So The Office is my all time number one. I'm not ranking any of the others. Um, The Wire. That's a good show. Um, I watched The Wire during the during the pandemic, like when we were like really like when quarantine was actually a real thing that people were doing. Right. Um, I watched it during then, and honestly, I get why people loved it. Even this, even the season that most people don't like, I enjoyed. You know, the, the season, season where they go to the, the to the to the to the docks. And you're yeah, dealing more with the the white crime the Pol- family, Polish. yeah, the Polish, yeah, people. the Polish crime family, uh, and they're not even really a crime family, and like, they just they just you know they they were they 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 contributed to the drug game, but just from you know the shipping part, like they, yeah, they just helped bring it in. They wasn't like they wasn't like the Barksdale crew or anything like that. They just you know they did their little thing, yeah. So even that season that most people are like, uh, 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 you know, they it's mid. I thoroughly enjoyed that, just that take on this story that was kind of peripheral, there go another word, to the to the Barksdale story. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the wires, the wires up there, Sons of Anarchy is in my is is in my top five. That's a show I haven't watched yet, but I always wanted to give it a chance. I, like I said, I love me some 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 <laughs> some uh some drug shit, some some gang shit, and that Sons of Anarchy is some drug and some gang shit. It may it may have white faces, but it's some drugs and some gang shit and some family drama shit. You get you get that all together, I'm there. I'm there for that. Um, the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones. First seven seasons of Game of Thrones. I, honestly, it still has to be in my top five. 
that show meant so much to me for so long. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know where you, when you caught on the Game of Thrones, but I caught on the Game of Thrones mid season one. No, I was one of the lucky ones that caught on the Game of Thrones after season six. So I was able to binge it. You're able to binge Game of Thrones. <laughs> And really, it was only like a major part of your life for probably about three years. Yep, I had watched it from from essentially the beginning. I re- I remember when you I watched was those bin- kids grow up because Arya was a jit when it started. Oh yeah, oh yeah. By the time I it ended, it. she was able to drink alcohol. I mean, she was still a teenager, but I mean, it, you know, it's that it was well, the drinking times. age is lower in Europe, so. All right, you keep calling her Arya, like so. I'm, I'm thinking Arya. Arya's still a child when Game of Thrones ends. But, no, uh, was she was down to twenty, wasn't she? The actor was not the not the girl in the story. Oh, I was talking about the actor. But when she first started off, how old was she? No, she was young. She was young. <laughs> Dude, that show had to have been going on for over seven years. Yeah, it was. It was on for for nine years. Remember they took that whole two year break for for one of the between one of the seasons, which you didn't have to live through, by the way. Um, no. So, the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones is some of the best writing of any TV show I've ever seen, and and visually beautiful, just a great story. I'm not going to take away from it. There are things that happen in season eight which aren't horrible, but overall. Season eight's a piece of shit. I, I'm just, I'm just gonna. And guess what? They're highlights. But in any random piece of shit, you gon' you may find a full kernel of corn. But I don't want to eat that motherfucker. You know, what I'm saying? like it might be there, but I don't want it. So it, it just, I don't care what anybody said. And I understand it's still in my top five, only because of how how much it meant during that time. But I have not rewatched it. And every other show on this list, I've already rewatched. So, The Office, Game of Thrones, The Wire, Sons of Anarchy, and Watchmen. That's why That's I was shocked show, that you it? said it. I remember, remember I was the one who told show. you. Yeah. I told you that that's a show that I've never seen a show that only needed one season to be great and definitely shouldn't have another one. Like, it was that good to me. So for those of you who've never seen The Watchmen, I would, watching The Watchmen, I'll describe it like this. The first three episodes, you're like, what the fuck is... Like, you think you understand what's going on, but at the end of the episode, you catch yourself saying, what the fuck is going on? Episodes four and five, maybe six, you start to raise your eyebrows like, okay, I think I see where it's going. The last few episodes, you're like, no fucking way on how they tie everything together. You're like, no fucking way. And it's, man, it's so masterfully done. It's a great show. So that's my top five. There's, 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 there's three, there's three shows I'm still waiting on finishing before I, you know, that, that has potential to be in the top five. What you are? This is us. Oh, this is us. It's a good one. <laughs> this is us. Because it's not done. 
So I'm, I, I can't put it in there yet. Yeah. It's got to finish. Um, but I'm sure it will be. Um, I'm watching The Sopranos, so something may get bumped soon. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching The Sopranos. Maybe I could take out the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, and and it's underrated. A lot of people don't watch it as much as I do. But Chicago PD. Chicago PD is what Law & Order is to a lot of people. For me, mm. I love Chicago PD. Okay, never watched it. What? That nigga gave me no energy for Chicago PD. That nigga said, yeah, because I never. <laughs> Chicago got a lot of shows. There's, isn't there like a Chicago MD, Chicago Fire? Chicago got all kind of shit going on. Yeah, they have a whole. They take all of uh, two. They take all of Tuesday night. <laughs> Pretty soon they're gonna have a Chicago Parks and Rec. Chicago no, they had HR. Chicago. They had Chicago Law for a minute. They Jesus only had one Christ, season, that was though. bullshit. Are you serious? They only had one season though. Zach, why Chicago? Why they get so many fucking municipal job shows? <laughs> I don't know. It just worked. <laughs> it just worked. God damn. Um, and another one? Criminal Minds. If I had to add one more, it'd be Narcos. Narcos is... Narcos, Narcos is... I need to finish the last... I didn't watch the last season. I really need to get back and watch the last season. Or Narcos Go Mexico. do that. I really need to get back. Um, but uh, Snowfall, you should get into that. I think you'll really fuck with the main character. Okay. Why? His name is Franklin Saint. That got to mean something to you. You know the Saint. That's that's near and dear. That's near and dear to my heart. Oh, Frank. It's Franklin Saint. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Love Are you, you too. Are you familiar with uh, the story of Freeway <laughs> I told that nigga, I love that nigga kept talking. Did y'all see that shit? <laughs> yeah. You're not going to talk to me like that. <laughs> I can't get a love you back? Damn. Oh, I love nigga, you, you too. I hear that now. part. <laughs> yeah, I, but I've been told y'all love you. You know that. It's too late, dog. That shit don't even mean It ain't nothing. never too late. Go ahead. Say what you was going to say. Are you familiar with uh, Freeway Ricky Ross? The real Rick Ross? Yeah. You're familiar with the story? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay, so then you would you would also take to the show. It's not about him, but if you understand his story, you can see how it's pulled from him. Loosely. And if I'm gotcha. Loosely, yeah, uh, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, he was one of the consultants on the show. Um he worked with John Singleton, that's one of the creators. No, not one of the leading creator on the show, John Singleton. I mean, may he met rest him in once. peace. Met him once. Really nice guy. Really? Yeah. That's dope. Where you meet him at? Uh, Joe Stone Crab. Oh, boy, you got money. You was eating at Joe Stone Crab? God damn. For lunch. For lunch. For lunch? God damn, nigga. You got money like that for lunch? Jesus Christ. Nigga, Joe Stone Crab has a takeout side. <laughs> It's a takeout side. You know, they they do like the little... It's like there's the Jones Stone Crab where you get like the, you know, niggas weight on you and all of that. No, you you stand in line, you buy your food, they, you go sit down wherever you sit outside. That's I'm pretty sure I'm that ain't cheap either. No, it ain't bad. I got, they, they have a good... Like, I know you're not going to believe me. They got a decent-ass fried chicken and fries. 
Next time, next, all right, you roll your eyes. Next time you come down to South Beach. <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm kind of looking at you a little skeptic because Lord next knows Next time you come down chicken. to South Beach, next time you come down to South Beach, fuck with me. We'll slide, go to Joe's Stonecraft for lunch. We'll order the chicken wings and fries. Okay. We could do that. Definitely do that. I like ch- I like chicken wing and fries. That's that's my speed right there. Can't beat it. No, it can't beat it. It's classic. Before... What happened? I say you can't beat it. It's classic. It is. It is. But on that note, man, give me your old school vibe of the week. I'm about to say you we can't miss the vibes of the week this week. You got in yeah. trouble last week. <laughs> Yeah, my bad, y'all. <laughs> my bad. Apologize. Totally missed. Totally didn't give y'all a vibe of the week at all last week. So give me your old school, sir. Oh, old, old school vibe of the week is Trick Daddy from the www.thug.com album. Song back in the days. I know you remember that shit. Back in the days. I'm sorry. When it went no A's, when it went no AKs, more Afros and Braves, wasn't enough for a boy to get a straight fade, but not no more. Niggas are twist up the fro, let it lock and grow. Quick to go to gun page about that flow. Nigga, you don't know. Hey, that was that was my that was, that might have been my favorite. Is that the one with the skit where he's like, that boy got hit by a car, hit by a bus? I said, boy, going on with your bad stuff. You don't remember that? Yeah, yeah, that was Marvin Dixon. Um, that one, that one of my favorite skits of all time. <laughs> What's your vibe? Uh, my old school vibe of the week is Can We Talk by Tevin Campbell. Go ahead. For a minute. Dog, whenever I'm at brunch... That is one of these songs. There's a there's a few, a handful of go-to songs that'll get the oh. crowd moving. That song, whenever the DJ wanna get the girls in it, dude, when I say they fucking love that song, rightfully so, rightfully so. But bruh, they absolutely love that shit. That's one of my top five favorite songs ever, but we're not going to, we already did a TV show. We're not going to do that. Uh, give me a, give me a new school. Hibachi by Roddy Rich featuring Kodak Black and 21 Savage. It's off his, uh, Live Life Fast album. Did I pick this song already? I don't think I did. You did. I did? My bad. No, you didn't. You did it. Okay, I was about to throw another song at you then. Should we do two old schools and new vibes of the week since we missed it last week? Nah. You give me attitude, I don't even cut that when you say that. They, you know, they ain't get it last oh. week. They'll be all right. Okay. I'll make that my new vibe next week. I forgot to mention that one. What, if you what's your new two, vibe? No, no, no. That, that, that could stay the next week. What's your new vibe of the week, Ma? Earth Gang dropped their, their new album. I really... I had heard a couple songs by Earth Gang. Um, they're a rapping duo out of... Uh, out of Atlanta. And you can hear the Andre 3000 and the... 
and the Outcast influence. Don't let me, don't let me do Big Boy like that. Outcast is Andre 3000 and Big Boy. I don't want to disrespect, but you can hear the influence of that in their music. Um, aren't they? They're part of uh, J Cole. Dreamville. Dreamville. Yeah, Dreamville. Okay, thank you. And I had heard their, I had heard them on the Dreamers albums and everything, but I hadn't sat down and listened to their music. And I listened to their album today, and yo, I, I fucks with them. Like you can hear the Atlanta in it, but you can hear, like these niggas is rapping. You know what I'm saying? They give me vibes of um. It gives me vibe like. Lack of that. Think Migos mixed with a little bit of Crit. Or let me rephrase. Think Crit, Big Crit mixed with the style and vibe of Migos. What's the name of the song? The song is called Amen. It's Earth Gang featuring Music Soul Child. Okay. They, they released a whole album. I, when I tell you, listen to the whole album this morning. Enjoyed it. I'm definitely gonna fuck with it for through the rest. I'm not. I'm not gonna claim it's like great, great. But I enjoyed my first listen to it. I'm gonna listen to it a little bit over the weekend. And and it gotta be great, my, great. My, it's been a while since good music came out. Anyway, like a good album. I, I I enjoyed it. I think I think you'll fuck with it. I think you'll fuck with it. Um, but the song is called Amen. Earth Gang Music Soul Child. It's good to hear music back back in the back in the mix. You know, especially after the Valentine's Day thing, where apparently. Everybody knew he was gonna win that against Anthony uh, Anthony Hamilton, and I'm, I'm sure he did. Um, I say I'm sure because I ain't watching. Frank is confused. Like, wait, there was a versus? <laughs> yeah, that's what I just said. It was a versus. I missed it. We missed it. Yeah, I missed did. it. You knew about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was not. I was not going to watch it. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't a. I, I respect both gentlemen as an R&B lover, but I wasn't. I wasn't a real big fan of neo soul. And really? that's where they fell in. I I hey I know Mr. R and B can say that, you know, how dare I? All of that. I just wasn't a big super fan. Wow. I would have never guessed that. I thought because I love Neo Soul. I thought that would have been your shit too. Yeah, but usually when you love something, I hate it. True. That makes a lot of sense. Like yeah, you got me there. I got. I got nothing yeah. else to say. <laughs> Think about it. Think about you it. You got man. me there. <laughs> Think about it. I'm going to have to live through a whole month's worth of Pusha T vibes of the weeks in a couple in a couple weeks. Nigga, so, just get ready for it. Cocaine bars after cocaine bars. Oh, I know one thing we both like, Gavin DeGraw. Like him. Matter of fact, I don't want to be what's going to be my old school vibe of the week, but I couldn't remember it, so I went with my classic of Can We Talk. <laughs> okay. But I fucks with a, I fucks with a Gavin DeGraw. The reason why I like, why I even found out about Gavin DeGraw, because another one of my all-time... Smallville. Uh, not Smallville. Uh, One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. There we go. I knew it was a TV show that, that came on UPN. I apologize. Yeah. A little CW vibes. A little old school WB. Um, I used to watch One Tree Hill coming up. It was like... Think like Dawson's Creek for like our age, I guess. Um, yeah. But in the come up, uh, I think I was sitting home. This is the same way I got into the hills. I was sitting home one Sunday and I caught like a marathon. And it was a dude doing like some fucked up shit. And I was like, this, this white boy, wow, let me sit down. And nigga done sat down. Next day I knew it was 7 p.m. I was already ironing my, ironing my uniform for school. So 
You know, ever since then, <laughs> it was all that. That's a uniform now. This was high school. I I was ironing whatever whatever we was allowed to wear to school. It clearly wasn't shorts because, you know, shorts was like forbidden back in. I, I don't know why they wouldn't let us wear shorts. That's a stupid Except thing, for yeah. ethnic fair day. Oh, niggas used to wild out, get their little, get, expect, yeah, when y'all niggas used to get the little Haitian flag, painted on your shit. <laughs> now, you can't say ethnic fair day wasn't the shit. That day was so fucking dope. I hated that they took that away from us. You know, we only had it for two years. Yeah. And for why? That day, that was such a cool day. I didn't like that they took that from us in the food truck. That made no sense. We never <laughs> walked down that road again. On that note, anything else you want to bring to the table, man? Nah, man, we good. All right, then. So, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been a very different episode of the <laughs> Samurai Professionals podcast. The podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table, and we chop it up. I'm your co-host, Marvin, Young Saint, Charles Phil Xavier, That Man Beyond, and the man to the right of me can only be. One half of this POD, the F and F and D, who else but me? It's Frank. You can email us at the Samurai Professionals Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at the Samurai Pros. Hit us up with any questions, comments, and even topic suggestions. Please like, subscribe, and comment. Oh, and leave ratings. There we go. Please like, subscribe, yes, and leave a rating on whatever platform you choose to listen us listen to us too. You can find me personally on Twitter, Instagram, and Racket and TikTok at I Can Only Be Frank. Where can they find you, Ma? That was weird. <laughs> you ain't left that little space and I was like, is he not I'm just gonna say it or Yeah, yeah. It was it was a longer pause than usual because my brain <laughs> yeah, kind of blacked was out like, right wait. there. I was like, what happened? Uh you can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Marvin X Adams. This has been another episode of the Samurai's Professionals Podcast. Peace. He said the S. Peace. Hey, did you see that meme where a nigga wrote down a whole bunch of words and he crossed out the S on all of them? Where, like, the word was mine, but you know how we say mines? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that meme. Send it to me. I'm going to send but it black to people I took love offense to, add to that shit. Because you do. I added, I added an S on every one of those. Words. I'm like, this is some bullshit. I felt disrespected. I think samurai is already, it could be plural too. And the worst thing is, it, it the way we have it. There's no S, S there <laughs> when you read it. It bothers me every time. I don't understand. There's no S. <laughs> I hope you're still recording this. There's no S there. <laughs> you do it every time. And I'm like, why does he always want to samurize it? Like, there's no S. <laughs> it's never been an S. You know, one of the reasons why I'm laughing so hard, because I'm picturing you in your session, venting your frustrations about this. <laughs> like, I don't get like, it. He put an like, S on everything. <laughs> like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know... We, we we you know he 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 speaks multiple languages he, he you know it's probably you know different way that things are said when you're translating in your brain maybe that's what it is but at a certain point <laughs> nigga was speaking English his whole life like I don't know <laughs> something's got to shake <laughs> see I would say 
I'm gonna do better, but I know in a week or two I'm gonna say samurais again. I don't 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 I don't even want you to promise that. Cause that would be a lie. It would be. I'll be lying to you. Just bear with me. That's the least I can ask for. Nigga, I've been this, this is been... episode 70 fucking seven. I've been bearing with you. Now hit us with the word. Hit us with the words. <laughs> This has been another episode of the Samurai Profession. Now, professionals got an S. Because there's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to tell me it has an S. I know. I wrote it. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Peace. Peace. <laughs>